May is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month. It's important to raise awareness about this chronic and often debilitating invisible illness known as fibromyalgia. This month-long campaign is an opportunity to educate people about the symptoms, causes, and treatments of fibromyalgia, as well as to show support for those living with these and other related invisible illnesses. Through increased awareness, we can work towards better understanding and management of fibromyalgia and ultimately improve the quality of life for those who are affected by it. And now on to this week's episode. What are your goals? Some of you may have not thought of that question and when we look at thinking of goals, there are a lot of different goals you may have. You may have personal goals for trying to save money to get some basic needs, whether it's a car, transportation, you may be saving to go for a trip, but you may have health goals. One of the things that we talk about at a health visit are what are your goals? For many people, it's trying to just be healthier. It might be to just make sure that they're on the right track. And for others, it's often losing weight, trying to lower your cholesterol, get diabetes under control, trying to control other health-related issues. And to do that, there are many different strategies that you can use. And if we look at weight loss goals, uh, often those are goals that aren't met in the end. And 95% of people who try to lose weight may lose weight, but if they do, they end up gaining it back. For those of you who are struggling with losing weight, I've done some episodes over a year and a half ago talking about the role of food and diet and weight loss and how you can implement that by interviews and monologues that I've done. So if you haven't gotten a chance to look at those, go back and look at those earlier episodes. For many of you, it's trying to be more active. And for many of you who are listeners of the podcast who are living with fibromyalgia and related problems, you are trying to feel better and live better. That's part of why you listen to the podcast. One of the main goals of the podcast is to inform, inspire, and equip you who are living with these invisible illnesses to live better. So wherever you're at, I am going to get a chance to share today uh, part of a talk that I was going to be doing at the Everyone In Conference, but unfortunately to circumstances out of everyone's control, the conference had to be canceled. So I wanted to share part of the presentation that I would have done. Remember that while I am a doctor, I am not your doctor. All of the signs and symptoms that you have should be discussed with your own individual doctor. And this case that I will be presenting may be used as a tool to help understand some of what you are going through better as well as your loved one, or if you are a medical professional to help understand how you can support 
your patients better. This presentation comes from the American College of Physicians Wisconsin chapter where they did a special contest, so to speak, on narrative medicine. And I shared this case of one of my patients who gave me permission. I walked into the exam room and she had one of the biggest, brightest smiles on her face. She said that she was doing so well and that she was so thankful for how I've helped her. And she said, you know what, Dr. Lenz? I want to run a 5K and wear a bikini. Now, how did she get to that point? Let's go back in time nine months earlier when I first met her. I walked into the exam room of my last patient of the day. I sat down and greeted Shelly, a new patient in her 30s. Before entering, I looked through her chart and noted that she had been to multiple doctors. When I walked into the room, she was sitting on the floor with knees bent and tucked up towards her chest. She was accompanied by her highly exuberant, talkative, and curious preschool daughter who stood in sharp contrast to her worn-down appearing mother, apologizing for her daughter's behavior. I asked, Why are you here? A co-worker friend of mine told me to see you, that you might be able to help me. She went on and shared her struggles with exhausting fatigue and chronic diffuse body pain. She had seen several doctors over the last 10 years, but without any significant help. We reviewed the electronic medical record together and confirmed all the tests she had done previously, which all came back normal. She had tried a couple of different SSRIs, which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, common ones you may be familiar with are sertraline or Zoloft, fluoxetine, the generic for Prozac, as well as others. She was even tried on some opioids to help assuage her pain, and still they didn't seem to alleviate her elusive and invisible illness. She looked at me with the expectant eyes of one anticipating a doctor to be thinking, what do you expect me to do about it? For those of you who are living with one of these invisible illnesses, I suspect that when you go to a new doctor, that you're at best cautiously optimistic. In fact, I know that many of you who have never heard me speak before, often think that, well, what in the world can Dr. Lenz offer when I have seen all of these different physicians? Is there some gimmick? What can I expect? And that is the look and feeling that Shelley had. We continue on. 
I went through the widespread pain index and symptom severity score, which showed that not only did she have fibromyalgia, but her combined score put her in the very severe range. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen to one of my first episodes, I talk about the widespread pain index and symptom severity score. It's under the title, Do I Have Fibromyalgia? It's also a tool used in research to assess improvement over time. I went through the revised fibromyalgia impact score with her, which gave her a 92 on a scale of 0 to 100. One of the worst scores of any patients I had ever seen. I realized that the amount of effort she needed to get through a day was immense. I suspected that if it weren't for her preschool child, she probably wouldn't be doing a fraction of what she was completing throughout the day. But her daughter drove her to get an existence to provide for herself and for her daughter. What has kept you from giving up? What keeps you driving on or who keeps you driving on? For many, it's people, goals, faith. I'd love to hear. You can email me at drmichaellens at gmail.com. I asked her to share her story from childhood until now. She said, I remember having stomach pain since I was a kid. My stomach always bothered me. I always got a lot of headaches. I did okay in school, mostly getting C's. I had a more challenging time reading than most kids and got distracted easily. I never liked doing homework. I enjoyed keeping busy and playing some sports. I had a hard time sleeping and had growing pains throughout my childhood. My legs ached at night and were restless. In adolescence, my periods were excruciating, sometimes preventing me from attending school. After high school, I was in a couple tough relationships, but the one I am in now with my boyfriend is pretty good. He cares about me. I was getting a better picture of her invisible illness by listening to her story. I sensed she was getting validated by a doctor listening to her narrative and asking questions I knew she had never been asked before. I followed up on her story, further asking about the possibility of restless legs and periodic limb movement symptoms, which she indeed endorsed and confirmed these diagnoses. I then went through the Adult ADHD World Health Organization Questionnaire Version 1.1 which also supported the diagnosis of ADHD, in addition to her clinical history. Why did I investigate the possibility of the coexistence of ADHD? Well, in her history, she shared struggles that's typical for many people who are struggling with ADHD, including academic struggles, concentration, not wanting to do homework. And also, it turns out, if you aren't already aware, that many people who have Chronic invisible illnesses like fibromyalgia and other central pain processing syndromes have coexisting ADHD. And for many people with coexisting ADHD, 
treatment can help improve symptoms. I asked her about her diet. I'm the only one of my siblings or parents with no history of addiction, she said. Well, except for food. She shared that her diet mostly lacked vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, and nuts and seeds. It was full of processed and ultra-processed carbohydrates and animal proteins. She met the criteria for functional dyspepsia, irritable bowel syndrome, and migraines. But still, she had a look. Where is that look coming from? What did it remind me of? Her look reminded me of an old neighbor I encountered over Christmas break during college that I have never forgotten. Mrs. C. knocked on my door with fears in her eyes. She was worried something was wrong with her furnace and asked if someone could help. I was the oldest at home then at the time as everybody else was out of the house. And despite having no knowledge of heating a house, I followed her over. Her behavior is one that I had never encountered before. I didn't know what to think of it until a couple of years later when she was killed by her alcoholic husband, who was supposedly showing her the difference between two different guns when one accidentally went off and killed her. He received a manslaughter conviction. These same emotions reminded me of Shelley. I asked, Shelley, many people with fibromyalgia have been through high-stress experiences. What have you been through? She shared that she had been raped in high school and sexually abused by her first two relationships in adulthood, but has not been through that with her current boyfriend. I have never told that to a doctor before. I could see relief in her eyes that there was a doctor who cared and a glimmer of hope. But she now was intrigued. What more could there be to offer than just compassion? I diagnosed her with severe fibromyalgia. She had coexisting restless leg and periodic limb disorder, along with ADHD, migraines, irritable bowel syndrome, and the complicated multidirectional impact of genetic stress, sleep, diet, and exercise on these invisible but debilitating illnesses. She had a glimmer of hope and curiosity. We started with education by just talking about what fibromyalgia was, restless leg, ADHD, migraines, and IBS. I asked her if she was interested in getting better and if she'd be open to making changes in her eating habits if it was going to make a big difference in how she felt. She said, I'll do whatever it takes. And I think that people underestimate the power of the food choices that they make. We continued. And we also started with changing her diet to a whole foods plant-based diet, and treating her restless leg syndrome. I saw her in a couple weeks, and she was sleeping so much better. 
and the stomach pain plaguing her since she was a child was gone. She also lost a few pounds and her energy was improving. Her fibromyalgia impact score was cut in half in the first month. We then started treatment for her ADHD, calibrating the dose to find the most therapeutic window where it was helpful but not causing any side effects. A couple months after her first visit with me, she felt the best she had ever felt in her life. Her fibromyalgia impact score had dropped into the normal range. She also had been tracking her steps with an activity monitor, which had also gradually made strides increasing to about 10,000 steps a day on average, a massive increase from before. Her whole demeanor was changing. The biggest smile replaced her timid, depleted former self. About nine months since I first met her and about 70 pounds off her former 280 or so pound five foot six frame, she shared with me a goal she would never have considered previously, nor would I have ever suggested. Dr. Lenz, I want to wear a bikini and run a 5k. When you hear stories of people like Shelley, what emotions and thoughts are going through your mind? For many of you, it's likely mixed. You're happy for Shelley and you wish you could be Shelley. And yet there's this inspiration that, well, maybe people can get better, just like Shelley did. One of my favorite Parts of being a doctor and working with people with fibromyalgia is working with people like Shelly. There are many Shellys and Davids and Dons and Elizabeths out in the world, and many of you are listening who are struggling. Not all of you have these coexisting medical conditions, and not all of you have severe fibromyalgia like Shelly had. But one of the most favorite things that I get a chance to do is help put into remission, help reverse these debilitating conditions by using a comprehensive approach, blending the best of lifestyle medicine and medical management. I try to help remove medical obstacles with medications if they're present and necessary, and then try to complement that with the best of lifestyle, which is great sleep hygiene, regular exercise, stress management. I hope you have enjoyed hearing her story. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear your feedback. And if you have any comments or questions that, or topics that you would like to be covered on future episodes, please send me an email at drmichaellens at gmail.com. Again, sadly, the everyone in conference did not go through, and hopefully we can have it work out next year. And I, really the most disappointing aspect is not getting a chance to meet people in person. I have some exciting podcast episodes coming up that you will definitely want to make sure you 
tune in and listen to. Two of those guests are authors, one of them a New York Times bestseller and number one out of a hundred in the category that the book is in. We also have a author of a upcoming book that just got released from a leading university in the United States in the whole world of chronic pain and fibromyalgia related issues. So excited to share the wisdom of both of these authors. One of the goals of this podcast is to help to grow in education, help to reframe and understand these challenges that you are going through. Not everyone has the same kind of problems and not everybody has the same kind of environment opportunities and challenges, but everybody deserves to be validated, to be understood, and to get at least some help. I hope that this podcast has been valuable for you. Again, if you have not gotten a chance to write a review, please do. That way, this message and the podcast can get to more people who are struggling and also share it with others. Until next week, go Team Fibro! Oh, 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 oh